Welcome to the SCORE Life and Health Innovation Podcast, where we dive right into how innovation is driving change around the world in our life and health ecosystem. My name is Nia Escobar-Colo, and I am your host for today. Our world is changing rapidly, and we want to come together with you to explore those changes to understand and live transformation with SCORE. As one of the world's largest reinsurers, SCORE provides insurance companies with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risk. Combining technical expertise and experience, SCORE leverages global know-how in over 80 countries focused on the life and health insurance industry. Did you know that in Latin America, for every thousand individuals, there are only two physicians? Imagine you're at home feeling terribly sick, but have no access to medical care. Colombian startup OneDoc3 is tackling this exact situation as the largest telemedicine provider in Latin America. With over 1.5 million users and over 300,000 consults every month, the digital health platform provides individualized medical information to Spanish speakers in countries like Colombia and Mexico. How does it work? OneDoc3 is connecting doctors with people who have health-related questions with their AI-driven symptom checker and chat. I guess there is no more Dr. Google, right? Today, we're talking to Javier Cardona, co-founder and CEO of OneDoc3. So Javier, thank you so much for spending time with us and for talking to our Life and Health Innovation podcast from SCORE. So would you like to introduce yourself, please? Sure. My name is Javier Cardona. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Undoc3. Well, Undoc3 is the largest telemedicine platform in Latin America. We're serving 300,000 consultations a month. And the idea behind Undoc3 is to provide access to the 95% of the people that are not able to afford private insurance in the region. So what we offer is that anyone can connect with a doctor in just seconds by using uh, our platform and pay an affordable price for it. So we do consultations from $2, and that's one of the reasons that uh, we are having such a good traction in the region. So how does it work exactly? When I have a medical question and I go to the platform of Undoctres, well, sure. The, the process is pretty simple. You have a medical need and you download our app or you go to our website and basically you type in what you want to consult about, right? You have a headache or whatever it might be. So what happens then is automatically our symptom assessment that is assisted by artificial intelligence will guide you through the process. So it's going to help you better identify your symptoms and signs. Uh, and then uh, it's going to process that in real time and it's going to present it on the other side of the platform to the doctor that will be assigned to you. And in seconds, you two will be connected and talking about uh, the condition you have or the question you have or, or whatever it might be. Uh, it can be a real-time chat conversation, text-based, or the doctor can decide to turn it into video conversation depending on the need, right? So basically, the consultation will take 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll try to be as resolutive as possible. Uh, the user have a great experience. We work pretty hard to do that, and so you come back next time. You have any medical question or condition. So, Javier, I mean, I was when I was doing research about Undoctres, something that really uh, struck me is the fact that you've had over 140 million users. So, how why is your approach innovative? Why are people coming to you? And, of course, in which countries are you operating? Well, we are tackling the Spanish-speaking market. So, we are based in Bogotá, but we also run operations in Mexico, uh, in Peru, in Ecuador, and soon in Argentina and Chile. So, we are based in Spanish-speaking Latin America. And why we had so many users? Well, five years ago when we were born, the idea was to create first a Q&A site, like a medical Q&A site, when anyone could ask a question and get an answer from a doctor. That was our first idea. So it got 
good traction from the beginning. And nowadays, if you're in any of these countries in Latin America or, or, or you're Googling something in Spanish health related, uh, there are many chances that we appear on, on top of the searches because of, uh, of the SEO that we built over this year. So that's why, or one of the reasons that we get a lot of uh, users organically. Uh, but then uh, we, after five years working on, on, on the platform and developing our AI and all our technology, uh, we now are also able to partner with health insurance companies in Colombia and in Mexico and now in Peru so that we can provide these services to their customers. We also provide services to our own customers and companies. So we, we have one product that we call Undoctres Enterprise, where you can get this, um, this product as a benefit from your employer. So that's another way we, we get so many users. And was just the other one is just consumers that get to our mobile apps and websites. And that's what we're trying to solve. So what happens once I have, I, I go to the platform and let's say I have fever, I have some stomach issues, I'm not feeling my best, and I have a list of symptoms. I go to the platform I, and I have a possible diagnosis. What happens after? Well, it, it will depend on case by case. It will go case by case. What we, what we work on really hard is to, is to try to solve your problem as, as much as we can. So on 67% of the times, we are avoiding in-person consultation. So once you finish the consultations, you tell us what would you have done if, if the service didn't exist. So, so far, 67% of the people said that they, they would have gone to anywhere, ER or a hospital or whatever. So by telling you this, it's basically we try to solve by doing the right recommendations or by uh, recommending some products that some cases could be over the counter, in some cases could be prescription medications. It also varies from country to country, depending on the regulation. Uh, or we tell you to go and where to go and what to tell the doctor and Basically, what to do? We, we consider ourselves as the first layer of care, and then if we need to tell you that you need to go somewhere else, we'll tell you where to go and what to do. So, from the insurance side, let's say you're you tell me, okay, I need to see a specialist. Um, would you connect me to a healthcare center, and are the services included in, let's say, my traditional healthcare coverage? Well, if you're coming from one of our customers, yes. If you, if you are, um, let's say your insurance company is MAFRE in Mexico or Compensal in Colombia or, or any other, we can direct you to, to the scheduling platform or we can provide you with the list of doctors. We can do, it, it varies from insurance company to, insu to insurance company. Uh, but if we don't have any relationship with the insurance company, we'll just tell you that you need to go to the doctor and basically you have to do it yourself. So talking from the insurer uh, and, and the incumbent actually, what do you think are the biggest benefits that they encounter when their policyholders are using Undoctres? Well, that is a great question. They see, I would say, three main benefits. The first one is they're providing access on the spot, right? Without appointments, without the customer having to go somewhere else. They're just providing access in seconds. So that's one benefit. The other benefit is they're saving a lot of money because many consultations are actually saving in-person consultations. And with the COVID situation, that's increased, that, that has increased even, even more. So there is an economic benefit for the insurer as well. And also because of this data gathering and all what we record on the platform in terms of AI and machine learning, they get to see alarms and some data that they wouldn't see otherwise if the service didn't exist. So this is kind of a preventive also kind of service. And in the, from the insurer perspective or perspective, it's actually good to sometimes know that there might be some catastrophic issue before, before actually the person is going to the doctor. Could you give me an example of maybe some trends that you have identified through the platform? 
I would divide it on, on like three categories. The first one, what we would call general conditions. Basically, in those conditions, we are able to solve probably 80, 90% of the, of the problem. So people don't have to go on and the insurance save a lot of money on the logistics. But on the other chronic conditions, we do a lot of follow-ups for our insurance insurers customers. So we might detect that you have some levels at some specific uh, level or whatever that might be wrong. So we can tell you uh, in advance what to do or where to go. We are even connected to some ambulance services from insurers. So with this COVID situation, we've been able to help a lot of people save a lot of lives because the right kind of care at the right moment, it's, it's saving lives. So that could be an, an example. We, we have many cases of people with chronic conditions that are also COVID positive, but they are, home, they are at home, but they get some complications. And because of the follow-ups that we do, we're able to route them into the system as effectively as possible. Wandoctri, or Undoc3 in Spanish, is based in the Colombian capital, Bogota, and uses its own AI-assisted telemedicine platform to reach out to millions of people. By providing direct access to primary care, but also specialists and other healthcare providers in seconds, Wandoc3 has broken the accessibility barriers and made healthcare affordable and just easily accessible. Most recently, the company also signed a partnership with Colombia's largest bank, Bancolombia, to offer its services through its financial app, Nuki, streamlining telemedicine services and payment options in a platform where users can also buy car insurance, connect to their PayPal's, top up their phones and pay utilities, amongst many other services. Could you tell us how much would it cost for an insurance company to collaborate with you? Well, basically we have a model where they pay a fee for the use of a platform and then they pay a fee for every consultation and the prices vary from because of the volume, but it's pretty straightforward. There is no like big technical integration. We've done uh, the, the hard part on our side. So we've done, we built some APIs so we can connect to the insurance companies and make uh, the process uh, seamless and as expedite as possible. We know insurance companies are big and, and have their own processes and, and everything takes time in, on, inside big companies. So we, we kind of built all the tools that make this process more simple and can do it in no time. With the COVID situation, we have implemented probably four or five insurance companies in a matter of weeks, and this is this is amazing. So the business model is simple, it depends on the volume, and well, that, that's so far. I mean, it must be incredible for insurance companies to actually, and, and at the end, for individuals, for policyholders, to know that, especially in times like this, where sometimes leaving home, is it's, it can be scary, or you actually legally cannot leave home, uh, because you were just on, on lockdown ordered by the government that you have a doctor on your phone or just on the computer and if anything happens you can still get support so um, i mean considering that you have so many users i'm sure you also have collected over the time a lot of health data and before you were mentioning that you're able to identify specific health trends or let's say if there is um, a flu season coming up I'm sure you can identify the data, but so what insights do you also can get from the data that you collect and how do you work with the data? We, we do collect a lot of data that we're very careful about it because we, we, we're handling sens sensitive information sometimes. So basically we treat the data with a lot of security that's on one side, but on the other side, for some specific conditions, we're able to know and identify things uh, in advance. Over time and with more than 5 million users, Undoc3 has collected an incredible amount of health data. This means they can identify disease trends, find patients with rare conditions, or support population health. They can also offer employees better and quicker access to healthcare, or work together with Big Pharma to develop better treatments and medications for those who need it. 
All of this, of course, keeping data protection and security as their top priority. For example, every month, over 200,000 users come to the platform looking for contraceptive or sexual health advice. This means insurance companies can actually identify trends in services and improve coverage plans with the data. So we have 67% uh, of our users are women and they trust us because we don't judge them, we just help them. So they come to our platform looking for health in terms of sexual and reproductive health. And then we are able to identify a lot of trends there and work with uh, some providers to actually provide uh, the right contraceptive to that person because he's having some issues with, with the one that he's using or he's actually not using any. So by having all this data and having all these lookalikes, uh, we're able to provide a lot of insights, not only to the payer, which in this case, insurance company, but also uh, work with some pharmaceutical companies in terms of doing some research for them based on what millions have consulted on our platform, or of course, in an anonymous way, but uh, with the possibility to gather, to get to conclusions really fast, instead of doing a traditional research that would take months, probably with the amount of users and data that we can have in the platform, we can get to similar conclusions way faster. That part of the business is, I would say, still unexplored. We've done some MVPs there, but the idea behind Undoctres, at least for the next 12 months, is to provide the best possible experience to our users and to our payers and help them tackle this COVID situation that has been quite he hectic. How has the COVID situation actually affected your growth? Because we can see that services like telemedicine, for example, are on the rise and, you know, regulation has become a lot more relaxed and doctors and patients uh, and also insurers and healthcare providers in general are becoming a lot more open. So how do you perceive this in the South American or Latin American market? Well, it's been, it is similar to what's happening around the world. Basically, I would say three important changes because of the COVID situation. The first one is user adoption. Like telemedicine has been there for quite a while, but the adoption from the users was still low, I would say. So this changed everything because in many cases, there is no other option but telemedicine. This like adoption by force, I would say, has kept people with telemedicine. I think this, the, many of the experiences were positive. So people learned that this is something that works, right? So user adoption is the first impact, and we've seen 14 times the number of consultations growth from what we used, what we did in February of this 14 year. 14 so, times. Yeah, 14 times is a big wow. number. The other part, of course, is payer adoption, right? Because telemedicine didn't have enough adoption because sometimes the payers didn't cover that or it wasn't that clear, right? So now it's like any insurance company is working to pay for, for telemedicine or is providing telemedicine or is doing something about telemedicine. So that's another big change. And the last one is regulation. All regulation, regulations around the world, I would say, at least in Latin America and as far as I know in Europe and in the US, became flexible from one day to another. And, and that flexibility is allowing us to solve more problems, prescribe to many more things. And, and that's why I think everything exploded with the COVID situation. And of course, it was the safest choice. But it worked. So in my opinion, it's going to be here to stay and we are not going back uh, to where we were before COVID. So you mentioned that you're working with uh, pharmaceutical companies, you're working with uh, insurers, you're working with uh, companies offering employee benefits. So what can companies within the general life and health ecosystem do to support the growth of Undoctres? We've done many things in something around 130 days because of the traction that we were getting because of the interest of many people. So pre-COVID, we were just testing the benefit product. Uh, now it's a product 
that covers close to 20,000 people just in Colombia. So the idea that, that I have is be able to work with startups, be able to work with companies like us, try to risk a little bit on offering a different kind of benefit to their employees. Uh, this is kind of benefit that has great impact because when, when you don't go to the doctor in person, you're saving transportation, you're saving a lot of logistics time. And that's been very, it's been very well received by employees. So in this case, I would say that just thinking about the, the opportunity to, to work with something newer and something different, it's a great idea to support not only Undoctress, but any other uh, startup and company working on this, on this area. Where do you think Undoctress is going to be in the next 10 years? Or where would you like it to be? Well, our vision is to become the healthcare gateway for the Spanish-speaking world. My idea and our team's idea is if you have a medical need or condition, the first thing you, you think is, I'm going to go to Undoctress and check what I have to do or what do I have or where I have to go. Or, like be your first point of contact and the first layer of care. That's our vision and be able to solve your problem and or route you into the system as you might need it. Right. So that, that's our vision and we are working really hard to get there, uh, working with more payers, working with more employers, working with more doctors on our team and providing a great service. Do you foresee uh, Undoctres maybe going into the preventative side? Because, I mean, people, when people are using, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, please. When people are using Undoctres, it's because they're already, in a way, sick, when they already have symptoms or when they need to get um, some sort of contact point with their doctors. Do you think that it, the way maybe the healthcare ecosystem is going, it will allow you maybe in, in the future to, uh, through, for example, insurance companies with information that you already have on patients to work on preventing disease or on, for example, on the underwriting for new policies or new insurance products? Well, definitely, yes, because you see from different conditions and experiments that we've been doing that, let's say you have a rare disease, right? And the symptoms, or I would say rare diseases take seven to, year, to 10 years to be diagnosed, right? So by just identifying some symptoms and correlating those symptoms, we could be identifying those kind of problems earlier. That's one part. Uh, the other one is there is a lot more interest from the general people in these kind of tools and uh, measuring how many steps you're doing a, a, week, a day or a week. And all these, um, all these kind of, I would say, activities or preventive activities are also helping people get more engaged to these new technologies and tools. And by putting all these kind of things together that are available, some data collected by uh, watches or by any other peripheric um, device, uh, could, could help a company like us to get more data and prevent or prevent even, even earlier. And why not, uh, even in our case, offering some basic kind of coverage for insurance uh, in terms of what we know and what we provide to, to the general people. That's great. Javier, do you have any open remarks or any additional comments you would like to share with us today? First, thank you for having me. Thank you for your interest in this platform. But I would say it's amazing to come to a point where it's not going back to where it was. It's going to be here to stay. I was just reading this morning that in the U.S., Medicare did 10 million visits, virtual visits a month, whereas pre-COVID it was doing around 36,000. So that's the, the, the impact that we're having, uh, not in the States, but in Latin America. And, and it's a region with more needs, right? With different needs, with more problems to access. So we're here to support the system and the people to have a doctor on their pocket as they go. Javier, thank you so much for your time. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you to our guests for joining us today. You can subscribe to the SCORE Life and Health Innovation Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our conversations to be the first one to listen to our new episodes. Have a speaker in mind or want to share your insights with us? Send us a message to lhventures at score.com. Have a good time and see you on the next episode.